Here's a load of this Kenneth Anderson's podcast, and it's the 30th of March 2021. The time is 19.50, and it is Tuesday. Now today we are finally visiting the uh, book One Last Time, uh, Healing Your Emotional Self, a powerful program to help you raise your self-esteem, quiet your inner critic, and overcome your shame. So, let's just get started, uh, shall we? Uh, and let's just change here the filters, for example. Let's just change it like this. No, that was not the way I wanted to to be. Let's just go over there. So, let's just read out loud here. Allow yourself to experience life. Sometimes experience is necessary in order to find out what we are lacking. Experience comforts what we are taught to believe. For example, travel teaches us how people can live in non-narcissistic ways. And being physically far away from your parents can make you feel that you are beyond your parents' reach so far that you can try out different ways of being. I am at my best when I travel. I feel excited and open and independent. My personality takes on a subtle but profound change. I'm more friendly than I am at home. I'm more open to meeting and talking to strangers. I feel more energy and I take greater risks. Children of narcissistic parents benefit from stepping into the unknown of any type, be it people, reading, experimenting or playing musical instruments. My experience with learning how to swim is an excellent example of how stepping out can help us to individuate, individuate, us to individuate. I realized that the reason swimming was so powerful for me and caused my inner saboteur to rear his ugly head was that it was completely separate from any associations with my mother. I never swam with her. I was my own territory, and learning how to swim was nothing my mother would have ever done. Swimming was all mine. It was not polluted by her criticism, expectations, or fears. In the warm, sensuous water, I am on my own, unenmoved unnumbered by my mother's uh, insane, insane voice. I am connected to my body in a sensuous way, something that was forbidden by my mother. I am free, I am me, and I am in my body. What a wonderful experience. Explore your creativity. The same joy can be true of creating, whether it is music, art or writing, if you are not connected to your creativity, you can become increasingly dependent on your narcissistic parents to give you what uh, needs to come from within. Creativity is an incredible effective way of stepping out and away from your parents and becoming a separate self. The act of creating is itself an act of individuation. As Elian Columns so equally stated, Creativity takes the destructive threads of life and puts them together with something from within that changes uh, it all into what can sustain a faltering self. 
Our creative mind bypasses hacking its limits through and shows us who we really are. To one who thinks herself worthless, seeing her creativity is a shock. Where did this outpouring come from? Is there a worthwhile self? Work on discovering what interests you, what creates passion within you. Take back yourself, because it was no doubt difficult for you to take on any project without parental invasion. You may have rejected interested hobbies and even talents in an effort to separate from your parents. Now it is time to take back these interests and hobbies. Join a group. Whether it is group therapy, a 12-step group or a spiritual circle, in order to develop a healthier self, you need to place where you can discover who you really are and are encouraged to express how you really feel. You need feedback from others that supports your developing sense of self. This will include feedback that will correct your uh, distorted, unacceptable self-image. Most important, because adult children of narcissists tend to be self-destructive, isolated and disconnected from life and from others, you need connection with others. And you desperately need the experience of being recognized and accepted by others. Focus on establishing an inner life. Most children of narcissists have not established an inner life. You can do this by discovering your feelings, thoughts and dreams. Instead of allowing the television or internet to absorb your attention and distract you from yourself, go for a solidarity walk, write in your journal, read a novel or a self-help book, learn to meditate. Creating a strong inner life will help you separate from your narcissistic parents and discover your true self. Seek outside yourself, or sorry, seek outside help. Your efforts to heal your wounds and to become a separate self from your narcissistic parents may be limited by self-protective and counterproductive defenses of which you may have been unaware. A professional psychiatrist can help you identify these defenses and work past them. Unfortunately, if you had a narcissistic parent, it is likely that you will have some strong narcissistic tendencies yourself. Because of this, your inner world may be quite empty, your true self may be dysfunctional, and you may have created a tyrannical and delusional false self in its stead. You may find it difficult to love others, because you can't love yourself. Instead, you love your reflection, you surrogate self. Mirror work can help you to comfort this false self, sorry, to confront this false self and to replace it with a real self. Look in the mirror and ask yourself, who am I? Look deep into your eyes to find the real person there. It can be uncomfortable or even painful to look into your eyes so deeply and face what you see there. You may see pain, fear or rage. I will never forget the first time I looked deep into my mirror. I awoke in the middle of the night and needed to go to the bathroom. Afterwards, I felt compelled to look deep into my eyes. I was horrified with what I saw. I barely recognized myself. Instead, I saw someone who was filled with rage and malice. 
Fortunately, I was working with a Judaism psychologist at the time and had begun to own my dark side or shadow, so I knew that what I was looking at was all my repressed rage at my mother. You might not, you may not like what or who you see at first. Like me, you may become overwhelmed by the rage you find hitting in your eyes. But once you find the rage, you can begin to release it in constructive ways. Once the rage has subsided, you can look even deeper to find your true self and your true essence. You may also find that you have difficulty living in the present. Instead, life is a constant struggle, a striving, a drive for something. You may tend to take your behavioral, emotional and cognitive cues exclusively from others. As can be expected, we learn many of our narcissistic parents' habits. We develop narcissistic defenses and patterns of perception that makes us behave insensitively towards others. Like prisoners of war, we take on the stance of our captors um, in order to deny our vulnerability. We identify with our aggressors. We acquire the parental traits that causes us most pain. Relationship with others will likely be very difficult for you. You may find that you feel smothered in intimate relationships and at the same time have a tremendous fear of abandonment. Children of narcissists can be as critical and perfectionistic as their parents. You may be intolerant of the mistakes of others and may have a cynical outlook on life. And this may make it difficult for you to get along with others. At the same time, you may be hypersensitive to comments others make and may assume that others are against you, even when they are not. Your years of being corrected or ignored by your narcissistic parents may cause you to believe that others are threatening you in the same way. Sorry, are treating you in the same way. A professional psychiatrist who has been trained to work with children and narcissistic parents and with people who have narcissistic tendencies can help you overcome your similarities to your parents and create a self that is sensitive to the feelings of others. If you have acquired some narcissistic tendencies, treatment will be difficult because it will require you to admit your human failings and to recognize your needs for other people. It will also mean one more experience the feel it will also mean once more experiencing the feelings of being a helpless and manipulated child. This may be extremely painful, but the reward are certainly worth it. You will also need to recognize the emptiness of life compulsively controlled by the need for admiration and achievements. As Gollum wrote, the outcome of her struggle to uncover her authentic self will be the ability to lead an ordinary life, one with real joys and sorrows, not the fixationist pleasures of a mirror image. I am pleased to tell you that with the help of both individuals and group therapy, creativity, journaling, traveling, meeting in supporting circles, the solution program, and my conscious effort to find my true self. I have made great headway in separating myself from my narcissistic mother. 
I have worked long and hard on my own tendencies to be critical and perfectionistic, and I no longer define my life by my accomplishment. By following the suggestions outlined here and with the aid of a good therapist, I am convinced that the same can be true for you. <laughs> Healing my narcissistic wounds has been the most difficult aspects of my personal recovery, even more difficult than healing from the childhood sexual abuse I experienced. While writing this book, I dreamed about my struggles. I was being confronted by three friends from my past with the fact that I, too, had problems. I think this was in reference to the fact that I continued to see clients. I admitted to them that, yes, I did have a problem, that I had difficulty trusting anyone. I confronted each friend with evidence as to why I shouldn't trust anyone by citing how each friend had betrayed me. The next scene in the dream involved the three people looking down at me. I had had all my skin removed and I was lying on a bed literally stripped bare. I believe this was symbolic of showing that I was willing to create a new start in life. that I was willing to let go of my beliefs, that I could not trust anyone. A banquet hall was set up and I was led in with soft towels on my back. <clears throat> there there were three separate tables set up. I was going to sit down with each of the three people separately and mean, amend our relationship. My difficulty trusting others was just one of the many problems I've experienced due to being raised by a narcissistic mother. But with continued work on myself, I am experiencing healing with every passing day. I am convinced that you can too. Number 16. Continuing to heal. As you have discovered from reading this book, you do not have to remain trapped by reflection from the past. You have the power to raise your self-esteem, improve your self-image, quiet the nagging critic within, and heal your or, and heal your shame. Low self-esteem is not proof of your uh, value, but rather a reflection of the way you were treated as a child, and the judgment and unreasonable expectations placed on you. You cannot afford to ignore the negative attitudes and beliefs you have towards yourself. These attitudes and beliefs were learned, and they can be unlearned. By remembering to bring up a nurturing inner voice to comfort and encourage yourself, you can continue to counter the negative inner critic. By using a self-cherishing tone with yourself, you can provide the nourishment and power you need to change. In order to continue to feel better about yourself, surround yourself with people who like you and treat you with respect. Allow yourself to experience and take in the feeling of being enjoyed. Get involved in activities that provide you with a feeling of competence and achievements. Although being around others who accept and enjoy you and having experiences with success will improve in your personal growth, it is crucial that you do not allow others or other mirrors to totally influence your image of yourself. Remember, every person will see you to some extent through his or her own personal filters and needs. It is vital that you remember that any one person's view of you is only one of the many reflections coming your way. 
custom mirror of other people may contain some distortion, as did your parents' mirrors, these other views of you not always be accurate. accurate. It is also important that you continue to learn to love and value yourself just because you exist. This appreciation comes when you view yourself as special and precious, even though you may not approve of everything you do. It requires sensing your uniqueness and finding it dear. In spite of your flaws and phobias, remain open to the wonders of you. Start by asking yourself, how much do I value myself? Appreciate the fact that there is no other person on earth who is quite like you. Writing exercise. Your special qualities. Number one. To help you more in this healing, make a list of your special qualities as a person, those things that make you distinctly you. No matter how difficult it may still be to make this list, the truth is you do have certain capacities and sensitivities that are uniquely yours. You do have special strengths that in some way differs from the strengths of others. Number two, if you have trouble writing this list, ask a close friend to see if you can work together to make a list of your special qualities. Number three, place your list of positive attributes and special qualities on your bathroom or bedroom mirror so that you can remind yourself every day of what a wonderful person you really are. Read this list out loud on those days when you are most critical of yourself or when you doubt your specialness. If you are like most people, you have spent years focusing on qualities you don't possess. Now reverse your focus and concentrate on the positive qualities you do possess. Stop taking yourself for granted and begin to acknowledge all the hard work you have done to get this far. Give yourself credit for surviving your childhood, for continuing to work on yourself, for reading this book. Remember to treat yourself with respect. Quietly yet firmly ask others to show respect for your needs. Continue to catch yourself in the act when you begin to criticize yourself. Continue to respect your bodily, physical and emotional needs and actively work on meeting them. Carve out blocks of time for doing things that make you feel good about yourself and spend time with others who enjoy you. Reward yourself from time to time for doing a good job of taking care of yourself. I hope that by reading this book and completing the exercises and assignments, you have already begun to notice some small differences in how you feel about yourself. On the other hand, change does uh, does take time, especially when you are making significant changes to your self-esteem, attempting to quiet your inner critic, and heal your shame. Be patient with yourself as you continue to work on this process. Don't add to your shame or give voice to your inner critic by chastising yourself for not getting better sooner. We rarely feel as if we are gaining headway when we are in the middle of recovery. It is usually only when we look back on our lives that we can see the consistent growth.
I also suggest you reread the chapters that apply to you the most or that you had the most difficult with. If you have not completed the exercise, I encourage you to do so. The exercises not only help you understand yourself better, they also give direction for further work on yourself. If you find that your self-concept has become inflexible and you cannot accept positive evidence about your worth and value, I encourage you to seek professional help. I list a few avenues for such help in the appendix. I welcome your feedback. Please email me at beverlybeverlyangel.com. Check out my website www.beverlyangel.com for listing of workshops, announcements and my mailing address. Finally, I wish to share with you this poem. Continue to Heal, Open Heart by Teresa Blackwell Mitchell. Come close, beloved children, to the heart of the mother within. Breathe in the golden sunshine to cleanse this world of sin. For deep within the heart of you, there is no sin, of course, just pure and eternal essence connected to the source. It has to do with that innocence, the pure open heart of a child, compassionate words, empathetic deeds, a world of trust so mild. So come with me and remember that world of what's to be. Can't you feel within your heart the child's heart of me? Now breathe out the golden sunset and our darkness of the past so we can go back home again, together forever at last. You are the essence of all that has ever been. And this was the last one here. And let's just read the last one here. Recommended therapist, you can't expect to achieve complete recovery from one self for one self-help book. If you find that you need help in any area, do not hesitate to seek professional help. I recommend the following types of therapy. Mirror therapy. <clears throat> in this book, I have given you the basic concepts of mirror therapy as it applies to raising your self-esteem, improving your self-image, including your body image, quieting your inner critic, and healing your shame. But mirror therapy was developed to help survivors of emotional abuse to heal all aspects of their lives, including their relationship with others. In the near future, I plan on written. Sorry, I written. I plan on writing another book that will focus more on these and other aspects of mirror therapy. For example, in order to maintain healthy relationships with need, uh, to add the following tr truth to our models. Human beings are incredibly resilient. Given empathetic and appropriate guidance, people with emotionally empowering childhoods can clean how to express their emotions, develop compassion for self and others, and expand their empathy. Because the emotional abused or neglected often do not learn how to take care of themselves, they find it difficult to care for others when they are hurt or distressed. Instead, their focus remains re reverted on their own unmet needs and desires. Sometimes, in order to be able to have empathy and compassion for others, we must find sorry, we must first learn to give these things to others to ourselves. 
As adults, we often find that others treat us in ways that reflect the way we feel about ourselves. Therefore, if we want others to treat us with the respect and kindness, we must first start giving these things to ourselves. Voice therapy. Let's just see how long time we have left. Yes. Voice therapy. The clinical psychologist Robert Firestone's pioneer work in identifying the origin and destructiveness of the inner critic led to his process, voice therapy. In voice therapy, clients are taught to externalize their inner critical thoughts. By doing so, they expose their self-attacks and ultimately develop ways to change their negative attitudes about themselves into a more objective, non-judgmental view. As the voice of the inner critic is externalized through verbalization, intense feelings are released that can result in powerful emotional testicides accompanied by important insight. Firestone's methods are primarily used in the context of individual and group therapy. I include here some advertisements of his methods that you can try on your own. Voice therapy is a method of inclining and assessing pervasive negative thoughts process that represent an alien part of the personality, an inner saboteur. The method combines cognitive effectiveness and behavioral components into an integrated treatment strategy. Voice therapy includes the following steps. Number one, identify the negative thought patterns that regulate malignity's self-destructive behavior encourages the release of the negative effects associated with this thinking process. Number two, trace these destructive thoughts to their origin. That is, patients identify the source of these thoughts and attitudes in their early experiences. They discuss their personal insight and identify the self-defeating or self-destructive patterns that negative thoughts predisposes. Number three, the final step makes us the majority of therapy work attempt to implement behavioral change in a direction that counters these destructive thoughts processes and leads to a more constructive way of fulfilling one's goals and potentialities. The techniques of voice therapy brings internalized negative thought processes to the surface with accompanying effects in a dialogue format so the patient can confront elements of the personality that are autonomist towards the self. It is referred to as voice therapy because it is a process of giving language or spoken word to critical thought patterns that are at the core of an individual's defensive behaviors and lifestyle. This method can be used in a variety of clinical populations and in particular valuable in understanding and working with patients with depression and deprived form of substance abuse. Firestone is the author of six books and over 20 publications and articles and the producer of the Glenson Association of 55 video documentaries using for training mental health professionals. To learn more about voice therapy, you can read his book Voice Therapy, a Psychological Approach to Self-Destructive Behavior, or you can contact him at the Glendon Association through their website, glendon.com. The Solution Program The Solution Program can help if you would like more assistance learning how to self-nurture and 
set more effective limits, especially important for those with an eating disorder. If we have not mastered two skills, self-nurturing and effective limit-setting, we cannot soothe and comfort ourselves from within. Consequently, it is only natural that, that we will tend to soothe and comfort ourselves by overeating, drinking, spending, overworking and smoking, or by people-pleasing, whiskering others, putting up walls or thinking too much. The solution program was developed over the last 20 years at one of the nation's most precious medical schools, the University of California, San Francisco School of Medicine. Emerging understanding of neurobiological suggests that using the skills over the long term may retain the exclusive feeling brain to spontaneously favor a life of emotional balance, relationship intimacy, spiritual connections and freedom from excessive appetites. By using the self-nurturing and effective limits-setting skills, over time they become automatic. When they do, we spontaneously soothe and comfort ourselves internally, so we no longer need the common external solution to distress. I recommend that you read the book The Pathway, Follow the Road to Health and Happiness by Laurel Mellin to learn about what she calls cycles, the nurturing cycle and the limit cycle. If you want more support, there are hundreds of solutions Uh, groups worldwide uh, led by health professionals as well as self-help solution circles and an active internet community. Treatment of post-traumatic stress disorder. Emotional abuse can cause a person to suffer from post-traumatic stress disorder. (laughs) In addition, many who were emotionally abused as children were physically or sexually abused as well. There are several treatment options. Cognitive Behavioral Therapy, CBT, increasingly used in the treatment of Dissociative Disorder, DID, and Borderline Personality Disorder, BPD, Dysfunctional and Meditative Behaviors, Thoughts and Beliefs, are replaced by more adequate ones. Exposure therapy is one form of CBT unique to trauma treatment that uses careful, repeated detailed imaging of the trauma exposure in a safe, controlled context to help the survivor face and gain control of the fear and distress that was overwhelming in the trauma. Along with exposure, CBT for trauma includes learning skills for coping with anxiety. for coping with anxiety, such as breathing, retaining, or biofeedback, and negative thoughts, cognitive restructiveness, managing anger, preparing for stress reactions, stress in conscience, and handling future trauma symptoms, as well as addressing urges to use alcohol or drugs when they occur, relapse prevention, and communicating and releasing Relating effective with people, social skills, and mental therapy, and so forth and so on. So let's just, yeah, this was this book. Let's just close this one here. Nope. So this was, of course, uh, if you have had some serious traumas in your life. I'm not saying that we all have had these problems. 
but by reading about them and actually learning that perhaps other people have had some not so pleasant experiences can actually make us feel more compassionate towards other people because we do not know their stories we don't do not know their hardships we do not know what they went through in their childhood so perhaps we should not be so judgmental perhaps we should not be so quick to say that this person is a bad person just because that person has some uh, bad personality uh, problems with him or her um, personality because perhaps that person has had some traumas in their lifetime perhaps they actually have had so severe traumas that they are lashing out uh, at society at other human beings so it's very important that we put ourselves in other people's shoes and we try to see from their point of view from their perspective we try to as good as we can to show love and compassion and kindness to all human beings because that's the only way we can truly be happy and content in life so how do we show love and compassion how do we make it part of our lives when well, we need to focus on them we need to constantly be aware of opportunities to show love and compassion in our lives but also when we meet other people when we meet other people what are their perceptions of us how do they perceive us are we happy human beings that constantly try to make other people happy or are we down and out so to speak do we feel hurt and lonely do we feel that sometimes the world is against us that perhaps it is not so fun to be alive because if we have these feelings of course if it's a very severe case i would highly suggest you seek professional help but also be aware of the fact that the world has also a great influence on you the garbage can as i've been telling you many times uh, persist of violent video games violent movies movies so portray people's bad behaviors as something that you can allow yourself to be entertained by also the social media facebook twitter instagram and also the mainstream media who constantly tells us what to fear and the solution the solution to uh, our problem with the fear these are in the garbage can and i would highly suggest that you do not occupy your mind with stuff from the garbage can because that is only going to make you miserable it's only going to make you sad and lonely it's only going to have that effect of you to have these negative thoughts about yourself and others so very important that we are aware of the fact that we be we are going to be affected not only from our parents from our childhood but especially also right now because of course the traumas of our childhood 
you have to cope and deal with it uh, through professional help, but also be aware of the fact that if you simply just watch television and you watch negative people talk about negative thought, uh, negative thoughts and stuff, uh, then you are also going to be affected by that. That's basic knowledge, of course. So what is the solution? Well, the solution is you still have an opportunity to decide what you put through your eyes and ears. And I will highly suggest that it is about other people who try to better other people's lives. That is what you occupy your mind with. So, showing love and compassion could be a goal in your life. Showing that you truly care about others could also be a goal in your life. So setting these positive goals that you want to change that personality to the better every day, we can all change to the better. We can all analyze ourselves, our personalities, our thought patterns, and how or why we react at the way we do. And by doing so, we allow ourselves to have the opportunity to change the way we are on a fundamental level. And by doing so in, the, in a positive direction, we are actually improving our qualities of life. We're actually improving the way we look out on life. We're actually improving our inner critic, so it's not so critical anymore. It's much more uplifting. It's a voice that constantly tells us that we are a good and decent person, that we deserve love from ourselves and others. We deserve our attention from others. We deserve all good things in life. We deserve to be surrounded by human beings who love us and truly cares about us, who truly thinks about us the way they think about themselves. And by having these positive thoughts in your mind, you are going to improve the way you uh, look out uh, on other people, on the way you look out on life. Because once we start meditating, once we start focusing more on what is truly going on with ourselves, our innermost, deepest thoughts uh, and behavioral patterns, once we, once we turn off all the, the fluff from the garbage can, the distractions from the garbage can, then we can start focus on who we truly are and who we truly want to become. Do we want to become a person who <clears throat> truly shows love and compassion for other human beings? Are we a person who constantly seek for the good in other people, but also in ourselves? Are we a person who truly wants to be there for other people, wants to get to know them on a more deep level? Are we a person who are going to show love and compassion not only for ourselves, but also for others? Because thinking about others besides ourselves may be perhaps the first step into allowing ourselves 
to have love and compassion in our lives. So, what can we do if society wants us to take us in, uh, wants to take us in a uh, vast different direction? Well, the easy solution, of course, is to just to say no to it. If every person on the planet simply said no uh, to the television set, but also all journalists and all military and all police just said no to the politicians and to the psychopaths behind them, then the world would be a vastly different place. Because it is only when we acquiesce, only when, when we are doing what we are told, that they have power over us. So the power should not come from outside. The power should come from within. You should be in control of your own life. You should be the person who decides how you live your life. But of course, it is only when we acquiesce to the current things uh, that we get dictated to how we can live our lives. So very important to say no to other people who are trying to control our lives in a vast, more negative direction. As I've been explaining many times, I believe that these evil people who are behind the politicians are basically going to try to kill us through the vaccines. So very important that we say no to this tyranny. We ignore them. We say to them, we do not want to listen to you. We do not want to have you in our minds because having you in our minds is going to allow ourselves to feel miserable about ourselves and others. We tend to want to have love and compassion from other human beings. So let's just weed out all the bad people who do not want to have these uh, positive uh, personality traits in their lives. And only let us only search for people who truly have these personal uh, beneficial personalities in themselves, who truly are searching for improving their personalities. Can you see your own faults or flaws and can you correct them? That's the question. We all must ask ourselves, can I see my own mistakes? Can I see the mistakes in my personality? Can I see that I can improve in a more positive human being for every day that goes by. So asking yourself some questions is also very important in your search for happiness. Because we all want to be happy and content. We all want to be surrounded by people who love us, who cares for us, and who truly wants to be there for us. So in order for us to do that, we also need to show the same love and compassion for others. So the karma, of course, law is what you put out comes back to you again. So showing love and compassion for other human beings, rejecting other human beings who do not have the same view that they also want to improve their personalities, 
well then they you just not do not have anything to do with them because they are only going to bring you down mood wise and that's not no good because when you are once you are searching for love and compassion in your life you are searching for the true essence of life and the true essence of life is of course external love eternal love we are all internal internally filled with love and compassion for others and ourselves but we need to get away all the layers that we have that we have had society work on us our parents work on us affect us in maybe a positive way but also in a negative way we need to find out how we have been affected in a negative way how ever how am our am my personality been affected in a negative way and do something about it so going deep within ourselves maybe this mirror therapy works but whatever makes you feel that you are making progress in working on yourself i believe you have to have these uh, solutions at heart you need to focus on the solutions that fits your needs and by doing so i believe that you can also start the journey of everlasting love and kindness everlasting love and kindness yes of course it's easy for me to say but am i truly doing it am i truly showing love and compassion for other human beings or am i exploiting them am i thinking about how can i get uh, get what i want from them if there's anything that i want is there a way that i can trick them that i can fool them that i can play with the cards behind my back or am i open about what i want am i an open person who expresses myself my true self through my mouth when i speak these are the questions that you can ask yourself these are the questions that i can ask myself because asking these questions actually it makes you confront yourself and perhaps even make uh, your mistakes go away or try to improve yourself so you that you do not make these mistakes again because we should all care for each other as true human beings filled with love and compassion uh, for not only ourselves but others and by doing so <clears throat> by of course telling yourself that love and compassion come from a place it comes from the grand creator of all uh, the grand creator of the universe jehovah god and his one begotten son jesus christ and by accepting this by accepting the fact that we have a creator that we all come from the same place that we all come from an egg and a sperm cell which comes from an egg and a sperm cell which comes from an egg and a sperm cell and so forth and so on that we come from something that could be placed in the head of a top of a needle 
but that could also be placed in the head over top of a needle. That's our father and mother, but that could also be placed in the head over top of a needle. That's our grandfather and grandmother, and so forth and so on. So I see that as pretty intelligent made. Therefore, there have to be a pretty intelligent creator behind it all, behind the universe, behind why are we here? A lot of people have asked these questions. It then the, the solution is, of course, or the answer is, of course, we are here to show each other unconditional love and compassion, that we are here to improve our personalities to the better. We are here on this planet to improve our personalities, get rid of everything from the garbage can, ignore the garbage can, say no to the garbage can, and fill ourselves with love and compassionate people who want the same as you and I. We all want to be surrounded by people who are showing love and compassion, love and concern about ourselves. People who are truly concerned about others and are trying to improve their lives, that's the person that you want to be friends with. That's a person who that you can show love and compassion for, because that's a person who is going to improve yourself, improve your personality. So surrounding yourself with human beings that also show love and compassion for other human beings who show that they are truly there for others, that they are truly trustworthy human beings with all these good personalities, good personality traits, so that they can rub on of, of, of us, but also that we can show these good personality traits and that they can rub on us, us of course, also. So let's just conclude this podcast. By working on ourselves, by accepting the fact that we can easily be tricked and duped and lied to and believe the lie, then you have had then you have taken the first step into getting away from the garbage can that you and I have been a part of all our lives. So accepting the fact that we have been lied to is the first step. The second step is to ignore it to say no to it, to expose it. The third and final step is to become more focused on showing love and compassion for yourself and others. Meditating on love and compassion, thinking about how can I show my attention to other human beings? How can I show that I truly care about them? that I truly want to get to know them, that I truly want to improve their lives, improve or make them happy and content with life. If I could make one person happy with life, well, then my job is done, of course. Then I can think back at a time where I truly was a compassionate human being that was um, allowing myself to help other people. 
And by looking back at that, then I can look to the future in a more compassionate way. Because I can remember back when I felt this love and compassion for these people, that compassionate feeling, I want to obtain this throughout my life. So I have to show love and compassion towards other human beings, regardless of who they are, regardless of their skin color, regardless of their opinions, regardless of their bad personality traits. Accepting the fact that we all have bad personality traits, but if we are willing to change these bad personality traits to the better, then you are going to attract people who also want the same as you do. And by doing so, you actually can improve the way of life by yourself, the outlook of life, how you view yourself. So viewing yourself in a more positive light, working with your inner critic, turning down the volume of your inner critic, and turning up a more compassionate inner voice that is going to allow yourself to become more happy and content with life is very important. So I highly suggest, of course, if you have traumas in your past, that you seek professional help, of course. But you also work with yourself in other ways. Compassionate books written by compassionate people can actually also improve your outlook on life. Or podcasts, not only mine, but a lot of other podcasts out there who also talk about love and compassion, not only for ourselves, but also for others. So, in conclusion, let's just say that this life is very short. So let's make the most of it. Let's improve the way we look at each other, the way we feel about each other, the way we treat each other. So treat each other with more kindness and compassion. Treat each other with the way you want to be treated yourself. And trying as good as you can to get rid of all the bad personality traits that you possess and of course also I have to do the same myself so do not point finger outwards and say to yourself well these had bad personality traits they are very bad and you try to explain it and talk to uh, to other people about their bad personality traits and you focus on these bad personality traits well then you are not pointing the finger inwards to yourself you are not improving yourself uh, to, a be to become a better human being. You are actually doing the opposite. So being aware of the fact that you can go into a negative direction, but you can also go into a more positive direction. And of course, I choose, and I also hope you, go, you do the same, I choose a more positive route in life, a more positive outlook of other human beings. So I hope this podcast was helpful for you. I hope that you also want to show love and compassion and kindness to other human beings. 
And by doing so, I also hope that you want to improve the way you look out in life, look out on other human beings, and try as good as you can to show love and compassion also to yourself. Having a good uh, inner voice that is a compassionate inner voice uh, that is not so critical of yourself is also very important. So why not start the work today? Why not start written down or write down your goals in life, but also uh, start these therapy groups so that you can start improving the way you look out in life or on life, sorry. So this is Kenneth Anderson signing off. I hope you love each other and are kind to one another. It's the 30th of uh, March 2021. The time is 2048 and it is Tuesday. Bye.